Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hello, it's Patricia Woolby, Alchemy Therapies and My Emotional Audit here. And today I want to talk about eating disorders, things like anorexia, bulimia, purging, cravings, those common experiences that many people suffer from. And I don't know if you've ever suffered from that or you know someone who does. I've certainly had food cravings. And in a previous video, I did talk about the the importance of getting a balanced gut flora and why if our microbiome is out of balance, it can send all sorts of signals to our back brain, the emotional brain that give us these food cravings. But in this video, I'd like to talk more about what the underlying reasons are that we get these signals and not just from the point of view of a physical problem but a mental emotional issue because let's be fair food is not the problem all right it's the solution to the problem as far as your emotional brain is concerned now your emotional brain sits inside your cognitive brain it's it's at the back towards the back of your brain it's in the center and and the cortex wraps around it and it's linked to your autonomic nervous system, which controls sort of signals in your body. It controls your heart rate, your breathing, your digestion, uh, elimination, those sorts of things. But it also it controls your signals of safety. Do you feel safe? Do you feel supported? And when we don't feel safe or supported, we get all sorts of anxiety signals which rise up unconsciously from our bodies signaling to our brain which give us the signal to do something um, now for some people that's an addiction to drink or uh, sex or shopping um, and for other people it's an addiction to food and basically what you are looking to do is to stuff down the feelings that you can't deal with or that you don't know what to do with Things like um, overwhelming anger, grief, um, resentment, guilt, all tend to create these signals in the back brain that say, I'm unsafe, I feel anxious, I need to cope with that in the best way I can. And unfortunately, one of the ways in which human beings seem to cope with this is by eating foods and not just eating foods that you know we we desire in the sense of they're good for us and they're going to help us nutritionally but they're usually foods that are nutritionally devoid of nutrients and are generally high fat high sugar these are the foods that kind of our brain craves i've got a wonderful book here actually um the craving brain it's quite an old book now uh oops you can't see it it's by Ronald R. Rudin, and he was an expert in uh, what happens to the brain when your dopaminergic system, that's the one that drives uh, I must have it signals, actually gets overstimulated. And it keeps wanting the same thing and the same thing to alleviate the problem. But of course, the issue is you need more and more of that thing to give you the same satiety or the same feelings of I've got it. Now that's enough. And we see that with other addictions, don't we? So what causes people, ordinary people, good people to have problems with disordered eating, as we now tend to call it? Well, the answer may surprise you. And it, it's the reason I wrote the book, The Scar That Won't Heal, is because 
I found that unresolved emotions can actually drive these signals. And they're not necessarily from your current life. Mostly they are from childhood experience, what we call ACE, adverse childhood experiences. And quite interestingly, the, the original ACE studies, which were done in the late 90s, were working with people who had sort of weight issues and couldn't uh, lose weight. And they put them on a weight loss program, as I described in the last video, and then found that some of them, a small subset, did not um, keep the weight off and in fact piled more on after the study ended. And the researchers were interested to find out what was unique to this group, what was really indicated here. And they came up with the unique at that time solution to ask them, how was their childhood? What was their parenting experience? You know, how had they been parented? What experiences did they go through? And there were 10 specific questions related to things like violence in the home, uh, incarceration of a parent, uh, witnessing violence against uh, a parent, um, all sorts of things that, that could happen and do happen in normal people's experience. And they found quite astonishingly that over 40% of people had at least one ACE in their history, but the people with the most ACEs had this history, if you like, of not being able to handle their emotions because they'd never felt safe in their environment growing up. You see, we learn how to handle emotions by witnessing other people that that can harness their emotions, that can neurologically regulate, because we're interpersonal. And studies have found that people with eating disorders often have these interpersonal traumas where they didn't learn appropriate behaviors to calm their nervous systems. And so they then lean towards other behaviors that do the same thing, but unhealthily. So and that's where you know, anorexia, which, you know, is starving yourself, is a, is a means of controlling the anxiety that you are unconsciously feeling, but you're perceiving it. And bulimia the same in that case is, is stuffing down the food and maybe uh, purging afterwards. But for many people, it's it's lesser experiences of, of craving certain foods and, and not being able to stop once you start. And so you open a packet of Pringles or something and you you like they say, once you pop, you can't stop. And that's that's the advertising slogan. But it's true, um, mostly because they put lots of addictive um, uh, flavor enhancers in them. So it's very, very difficult. If we look at the, the history of people then who've gone through these um, experiences in childhood, we find that the vast majority don't have the traditional traumas of abuse, violence. Um, they have what I call uh, interpersonal trauma or relational trauma, which is really where your emotional needs were not met Okay, at some point. And that's so common, isn't it, in childhood? If you agree, uh, give me a like there. Um, it's it's actually a common experience for many people that growing up, a parent or parents didn't quite understand their needs or didn't know how to, to solve the problems that they were going through, particularly if they're highly sensitive. Most of my clients are highly sensitive people. And our needs are a bit more complex than, than neurologically um, normally wired people. 
because we process things more deeply. So we need a lot more support in that. And if we didn't get it, our nervous system records that we are not safe. We are not held. We are not in a place that feels good. And if we don't feel good, we're not going to make healthy choices and we're not going to be able to regulate our nervous systems in any other way than finding repetitive or um, craving behaviors. And so for me, um, I didn't didn't have eating problems, but I did have very uh, specific food choices. There were foods I would not eat. I was what's called a picky eater. I also had addictions to sugar when I was young. Um, I would drink gallons of fizzy, fizzy pop, you know, um, because it gave me a great feeling afterwards. I felt just euphoric because it went straight to my brain because it's liquid sugar and, and just made me feel good. And so it was very difficult for me to, to give that up. I had sugar in tea as well. Um, I've, cut that out when I was about 13 and I started to get a handle on what was going on for me um, and I started to differentiate myself from what my parents considered normal and, and I stopped having sugar and that helped a lot because I wasn't feeding the addiction so um, the, the commonality actually with all addictions or cravings or food disorders is a high degree of dissociation from your body all right. And dissociation isn't what you might imagine just kind of leaving your body. It can be much more subtle. It's like zoning out, like you're not really feeling stuff. You're not allowing yourself to feel because it's too overwhelming if you did. And, and you may feel a bit glazed, a bit sort of overwhelmed. And the, that's when the, the, the food cravings or the need to control the food intake uh, will arise because these are very very strong signals from a part of your brain the emotional brain is 85 percent of your functioning and it's extremely powerful because it's there to keep you alive it's a survival vestige from from when we were you know animals surviving in the bush um, and it's there to keep you alive so it's going to send these signals that overwhelm your willpower and your capacity to deal with it in any other way and of course, what's driving that is this high cortisol state from these buried emotions, which don't go away when you're not looking at them. The, the experiences you had as a child don't disappear. Um, they live on in implicit memory in your in your emotional brain, in your limbic system. And they cause all these kind of changes in your neurophysiology. In other words, your nervous system, which communicates with your body is is in a high stress state all the time. And of course, you don't know because you don't know how you're supposed to feel. You have nothing to compare it with. And high cortisol will destroy many of the mechanisms that are there to help you manage on your kind of nervous system balance. And so it destroys um, cognitive functioning to some extent. So you can't contextualize what's happening to you. You just get these terrific urges. So dissociation is, a, is another strategy by which we distance ourselves from overwhelming feelings. And, and dissociation is present when we are showing our craving behaviors. And it's also present at the time when we first experience the overwhelm. So it's, it's a, a strategy by which the brain kind of shuts down the signal in order to manage it and keep you alive. So 
it's it's a disrupted signal um and you're not getting the feelings of satiety which would normally say to you you know stop now you don't need food you're getting in fact an increasing signal as you continue and and some people find that so intolerable they go on the anorexic side other people um just stuff the food in as i've said with the more bulimic side but in the middle of that there are a whole raft of different eating disorders but just remember it's not about the food it's about the anxiety and by dealing with the anxiety that's coming up from implicit memory in your brain you are able to deal with the underlying factors rather than the symptom because the craving is the symptom the seeking to control is the symptom as is the dissociation that happens so it's really important for people to take charge of their own bodies and to come into connection with their bodies and that's what I do I help people to reconnect with their emotional uh, selves which is often the bit that got cut off at childhood and certainly that was the case for me so look it's a really important topic that needs developing and i'm going to do more on this but i just wanted to give you the basic facts that in order to deal with the symptom you have to go beneath and find out what happened to you and and just look at it in a compassionate light because many many people have issues from childhood even in a normal childhood you will find there are times when you felt under under supported and you lacked the feeling of safety. So that's how I work with people. I engender safety through interpersonal connection. Once you do that, you can start to explore safely the experiences you had when you were too young to deal with them. And it's usually experiences um, from naught to sort of teenage, late teenage is when the cognitive brain is really starting to come online and gives you context. But prior to that, You really don't know how to deal with the things that overwhelmed you and they live on. So if that interests you, if you'd like to explore, please look at the book, The Scar That Won't Heal. Please subscribe. And I look forward to hearing from you. Do get in touch because I read all the comments and I will answer. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Bye bye. Hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.